Welcome to the Beyond Sugar Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Dame, holistic nutrition coach and speaker. Together, we'll be diving into much more than just another conversation around sugar addiction and nutrition. But more importantly, I'll be guiding you through the inner work and spiritual healing that lies at the root of your unhealthy habits with food. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode on the Beyond Sugar Freedom Podcast. I am your beautiful host, uh, Danielle Dame, sugar freedom expert and somatic embodiment coach. And I am here today with a very special guest. Sherrianna Boyle is here in the house with us today to break down a deeper dive conversation around emotions. And oh boy, did I learn a thing or two. This is so wonderful. One of the beautiful gifts and bonuses of hosting this podcast this show is to get to meet people like Sherrianna who approach the conversation around emotions and psychology and our inner healing and inner work that we're doing here on our path to sugar freedom from a different lens. So this is really, really beautiful because a lot of what Sherrianna talks about today and teaches is totally new to me. And I learned a lot and I know that you're going to learn a lot and really take a lot out of this conversation. Now, before we get into that, before I share a little bit more about Sherry Anna, I love starting, obviously, these episodes, a little personal update, an update for you. And uh, really, the one thing that's going on, well, two things that are, are really fun at the time of recording this. Um, uh, many of you know we have had a rental property <laughs> for the last year that has been an ongoing uh, just construction, renovation, ongoing project, life learning lesson. There have been so many potent lessons of personal growth for me and for my husband as we've been navigating the ups and downs of renovating two houses on one property. And it's been a roller coaster. And this weekend, we got the roof on the main house, which is a huge feat. And we're hopefully going to be wrapping up renovations within the next few months. So we're getting there near the finish line. But I had a really wonderful three days where I spent time off of my computer, not working, just being outside in the in the sun, um, helping helping the boys on the roof. I kept everybody fed and hydrated. That is my area of expertise. Um, I kept the children occupied while the men were doing the roof work. And it was, yeah, it was really, really rewarding just to be out there moving my body. And I know personally, something that I've always struggled with is, is strength training. And I know the type of life that I I'm creating for myself is one in which I am doing strength training naturally all day. I just love being in the garden or building things or cleaning up, moving, you know, moving wood from one area to another area, chopping firewood. That's my kind of movement. And I absolutely love that and excited to continue creating that um, in our lives. The other exciting thing that's happening for me at the time of recording this at the beginning, well, middle of July now, is that I get to meet the... Maddie Lansdowne in person in just a few short days. And I am so over the moon. For those who don't know Maddie, he is the host of one of the top rated podcasts called How to Not Get Sick and Die. He is out of Australia. He is a dear friend of mine, both personally and in business. We have been biz besties and masterminding for the last five years, and we have never met each other in person. And I've been reflecting a lot this week, actually the last couple of weeks, as I've known he's coming to visit. He's coming to visit for a few days on his way home to Australia and really just reflecting on how amazing it is that we can create such deep, meaningful connections and friendships virtually. I mean, 
this is the first time that I've really experienced that to have such a connection and going through life's ups and downs with someone who I've never, we often joke, we've never seen each other's legs. We might not have legs. We don't even know. Um, we often laugh and joke about that because it's always been on Zoom. So really, really cool to uh, be able to meet him. I'm going to show him around and who knows what kind of shenanigans we're going to get up to. I'm also thinking I might try to wrangle him into a podcast episode where we can both be on the screen together. How fun would that be? So stay tuned uh, for that. We'll see if we actually get the time to, to sit down and do that. But I know that um, he has a lot to share. He's been on the show before. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head what episode, but definitely he's been on the show a few times. He is such a wealth of knowledge. He is my go-to, my go-to scientist, my science, nutritional scientist in my back pocket. And he is also an expert in emotional eating. Um, him and I actually did a deep dive conversation around emotions and emotional eating and his approach that he uses with his clients and that I use with mine um, on an episode um, a couple months back. So you can check that out as well. But today, Sherrianna Boyle is here to share all of her magic and this conversation around emotions with us. So for those who don't know who Sherrianna is, she is the founder of Emotional Detox Coaching, the creator of the Cleanse Method and author of the Emotional Detox book series. Her most recent book called Energy in Action, The Power of Emotions and Intuition to Cultivate Peace and Freedom, released in May 2023. She has been featured in over 90 media articles and voted a top 25 coach. She is a presenter for PESI, Behavioral and Mental Health Education, Kripalu Health and Yoga Center, and 1440 Multiversity University. Sherrianna speaks to individuals, corporations, and organizations about the importance of emotional processing. She's also the host of Just Ask Spirit Radio and works part-time as an adjunct professor of psychology. She has been teaching yoga for over 20 years and is a regular contributor to Spirituality and Health magazine. She also lives on Cape Cod with her husband and her three amazing daughters. So today we have an incredible conversation. I've already teased that. What do we talk about? A couple of things you can look forward to is a conversation around what are emotions. Um, Sherrianna really has a beautiful way of explaining this. We talk also about what does it mean to emotionally detox? Sherrianna has written three books on emotional detox and we dive deep into what does that actually mean and what does it mean to process emotions versus processing the stories that we create from those emotions. Really, really fascinating. She shares with us her seven-step cleanse method that she uses on a daily basis to process her emotions in 10 minutes or less. She does this every morning and throughout the day whenever she needs it. We talk a lot about spiritual laws of manifesting. We talk about manifesting here and how that actually ties into emotions. Well, of course, we talk about how energy and action can help us reduce sugar cravings, right? Her new book and that she actually walks us through a process where she asks me about one of the clients that I'm working with and walks through what is actually underneath in terms of the emotions that need to be cleansed in order for those sugar cravings to go away. We talk about how we can use emotions to manifest anything we want, ladies, anything. We talk about the law of correspondence. I mean, this episode is just jam-packed jam-packed. And I don't want to spend any more time 
talking, rambling about it. I'm going to let you listen to that episode, listen to that interview. Don't forget to reach out to me, reach out to Sherrianna. Let us know what your bigger take, biggest takeaway was from this episode. And I sincerely hope that you get at least one little nugget from here that you can start applying in your life today to become more emotionally aware and to begin letting go of this baggage that you have been carrying around your whole life. All right. Without further ado, let's get in and play that interview right now. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another incredible episode here on the Beyond Sugar Freedom podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sherrianna. I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I've, I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah, I know we were just reminiscing before hitting record that we met way back when I was co-hosting the Quit Sugar Summit and you were part of that. And I can't believe it's taken me this long to get you on the podcast because I know that you're in a very similar space with a lot of what I talk about with my clients and and the deep emotional work that we need to do uh, to really live our best lives, right? This isn't just about sugar and food. So I'm I'm so, so grateful and excited for this conversation that we're going to have today and I think I know my audience is really going to love your approach and the way that you really have this conversation very different than than I do. So before we get into all of that, and before I start asking you all these amazing questions that I can't wait to dive into, I think um, let's start with your story here. I know a lot of my audience might be new to you or not not know who Sherrianna Boyle is yet and <laughs> would love to hear a little bit of your backstory and what really got you into the work that you're doing and all these amazing books that you've written and obviously the, the incredible healing work that you're doing in the world. What's your story? Hmm. Well, it's been a long journey. I've been in the field of mental health for over 20 years. So I've been, that's actually what I got trained in school to do. Unlike some other people, they sort of fell into it. I always known that. So I've been in the field, like I said, of mental health. I've been teaching. I teach psychology at a local college. I was a former school psychologist for many years. I left that position because I had children of my own, totally intended to go back. And then during my maternity leave, just started writing about, okay, if I go back, how's it going to look different? Because I can't do what I did and now have a baby in my life. So I need, it was like kind of like rewriting my, my own script which ended up turning into my first book, which I self-published, which was for educators. And lo and behold, I some, someone I knew knew that I had written a book and I didn't know that they worked for a publishing company. And they said, you're really into mindfulness. I said, yeah, and you, you know a lot about that. We need a book for parents, for children on anxiety. Would you be open to that? And I said, sure. So they handed me an assignment and they told me you have five weeks to write it. <laughs> and I said, okay, but mind you, I'm coming from the very fast track school psych world where we write reports like hotcakes and have caseloads that are exploding. So I was up for the challenge. And so I did, I wrote it in five weeks and they were so happy with what I wrote. They were like, can you do another one? And I said, sure, now what do you want me to write about? So that's how I sort of entered into the, the traditional publishing world. And I did, so now here I am 10 books later, and I totally made a career change. Wow. 
Wow, that's such a fun story. <laughs> what a what a cool way to just kind of fall into it, having people come to you being like, write me this book and five weeks. That sounds incredible. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow. Uh, I didn't realize you had 10 books. I knew, I, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with many of your books, but 10, that is absolutely incredible. And I know you just launched a new one, which we're going to dive into and talk about today for sure. Um, and thank you for sharing a little bit. I think that's really fascinating that like you, and I'm actually curious, when did you know, or actually like, how did you know that you wanted to get into the field of mental health, right? You, it sounds like you've studied that, maybe psychology. Like, was that something that you always knew from childhood? Or like, what, where did that spark originate for you? It it was something I, in college, I was just lucky. I just fell in love with the psychology classes. And that just, I looked forward to them. I was inspired. I've always been someone, I was reading Marion Williams, you know, her book, Return to Love, which has been put out again. But I mean, I read that way back when I was 17. I was one of my first self-help books. And so I've always been interested heavily in this field. I particularly loved Authors from Sounds True, which is interesting because my latest book was published by Sounds True. So I almost think I was manifesting when I was back at 17 years old, not realizing I just had a thing I because they had a catalog back then. So you would get the catalog that would come to your home that would have all the latest books. Now it's different. And I just remember sitting on that couch with my mom and reading it like a book and studying these authors and really just being inspired by them. Maybe perhaps the way someone gets inspired by music or art or cooking or something. I just have always had a love for books. So I think it's just always been with me, Danny. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really beautiful. It's obviously your purpose here, right? Coming through. It's like I've just always known or I've always like had that drive and it's I think it's really incredible and inspiring that you've followed that. I think there's so many people and a lot of my listeners right who aren't following that, right? Like we're stuck they, in dead end jobs think, or They think they're not, but perhaps you just don't know. I mean, it might not happen right away. That's what happens with manifesting, right? I mean, that was how long ago? <laughs> and here I am with Soundstrue. So it took many, many years and a lot of practice getting there. But but I got there. And if you take off those attachments to outcome, you yeah. might discover that you are on the path. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That is absolutely <laughs> true. Um, so before we get into that, and you're touching on some conversations that I really want to dive farther into, I think it'd be really great to have you share your definition of emotions. Like, what are emotions? And we talk a lot about emotions. You mentioned anxiety earlier. Uh, like, what are emotions? And also, what does it mean to do an emotional detox? You know, mm -hmm. I know you talk a lot about that as well. So the way I see emotions is energy, which ma many people describe them as energy molecules and atoms in motion and vibration. And the emotions have a, they have a anatomy, a physical anatomy where they affect your body and your brain. They are actually very much like what's called neuropeptides, which are very similar to neurotransmitters. So they affect your cellular turnover, they affect the levels of inflammation in the body, and they 
they affect the nitric oxide levels, which is a molecule of the ear, which helps with the circulation in the body. So there is a biochemical part to emotions. And then you go over to the other side of emotions, which I also love, and that is the sort of what you can't see. And that is where we talk about energy lines and we talk about meridians and nadis in the body. And so you have this nice blend of sort of Western and Eastern viewpoints of emotions. And I think they're brilliant. They're amazing because they do cross those lines. You know, we we can experience them. We might get, be able to see them, but we definitely can feel how they impact the body. So that's how I see emotions, energy in motion, physical, non-physical impact on the body, and also connecting you to the infinite. So yeah. there's the, the finite, which is the physical, and then where we have time and measurement and all of that. And then we have the infinite, which for me, emotions are very much connected to the soul. So when you process them, you become, you discover the yourself as a spiritual mm -hmm. being and what is that like and what is that viewpoint like like and how how does that impact the way I respond to things that are occurring here on earth and in my life yeah yeah I I very much had a similar experience with that the more that I've worked on my own sort of emotional awakening or whatever we want to call it right honoring and processing my emotions the more I've opened up to that um, that spiritual side of me and um, it's been really really potent I'm I'm grateful that you mentioned that physical piece and the the actual research this for those of you who are listening and need the sciencey part right there is a very physical things that happen in our body when we're feeling various emotions, whether it's, you know, high vibration, love, happiness, or low vibration, you know, grief, shame, anger. Um, and, you know, being on that sort of roller coaster, I think that's really important for people to understand. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. It's not just the woo-woo stuff and the, the, the stuff we can't see and the mental effects. It's actually physically affecting our body. I actually have some, some people in my network that I personally know who have been trying for years to lose weight right and and this conversation as well around the trauma and our emotions that actually cause our body to hold on to weight and as soon as they processed those emotions as soon as they processed the stuff that needed to be processed they lost the weight so this is kind of a missing piece as well i see and i don't know if you've seen that or if that's in your books as well around like the when we can fully let go of all of that crap that's hanging on into our cells and in our body right it allows our our systems to you know, run efficiently, right? Our and our metabolism and and fat burning processes. Have yeah. you seen that or heard stories about that? Well, absolutely. And I think your that's why your work is so important. I know you do both, but in terms of the food part, there is there's a huge connection between because of our bodies. And I do think of emotions as similar to food, in terms of how we digest. So when we process our emotions fully, if we if we restrict processing them, then it's kind of like undigested food in the body. Right. And I actually like to make clear, you, you asked me about emotional detox. So I've written three books on emotional detox. That's a whole nother story. That really came from my own personal emotional trauma. So I had been writing books for various topics, mainly anxiety and things like that. Emotional detox book series arrived because I was going through an emotional trauma, mm -hmm. something that I didn't expect. 
that would impact me and my family. And so at that point, I was researching emotions. I had gotten a lot of information about what happens to them in the body and and looking at trauma, really. And then I was struck with this event in my life. And it really was hard for me to go to certain therapies, quite frankly, because I found that it was it felt like it was re-traumatizing. And I was too raw for that. You really have to find the right person. And I did. There's wonderful therapists out there. But to revisit something in my situation, and I've since met other people, was too tough on me. Yeah. I couldn't do that. It And so there was no way I was going to get to processing. So I knew enough before an event, the event happened, to to be able to step away and say this isn't the this isn't going to work for me but again what i had to do during that and this is how the emotional detox came to be so i had to change my mindset danny and i had to say to myself okay i'm going to make myself nutty if i sit here and go over every single emotion i'm feeling because there's so many and it's it's too much and then if i revisit them forget it I'm going down. I'm not going to be able to function. So I developed the emotional detox mindset, which means, number one, all your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. That's my motto. That's what I tell people. Then I say, all your emotions are good. Good meaning valuable, so long as they're processed. And people have a hard time with that. What do you mean good? What do you mean shame's good? And and I'm going to say, it's the way I learned because... Again, if I went through every day on emotion, I there was it was going to take me the rest of my life. <laughs> there were so many. Yep. And so I just said, all your emotions are good so long as they're processed. And then I had to add on another layer. And the third and and the third layer, well actually there's two more layers. The third layer is we're not getting rid of your emotions. And that's got to be clear with an emotional detox. You're not getting rid of them, you're getting to them. Ooh, interesting. What do you what do you mean by that? What you're what you're releasing are reactions. Uh-huh. So it's the stories, the narratives, everything. Everything you're you're that's what you are getting rid of so that you can actually process the emotion. So it's like saying to yourself, I no longer have to be occupied with well, what is it and when did it occur and how long has it been around and who went. I don't have to do that. I can just say to myself, okay, so a lot of our reactions are actually coping mechanisms. Food is one of them. Yeah. Right? Eating is one of them. Denial, that was a big one for me. I had to to release denial. It was through denial and or pretending or people-pleasing or ignoring or minimizing, controlling, managing. All of this stuff, those are all reactions. Those aren't feelings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what you're saying, just so my audience can understand, because this is cool. I've never actually heard this before. <laughs> uh, when you process, an, when with what you're doing and what you're saying is processing an emotion is not actually, you're not getting rid of an emotion from the body. You're getting rid of like the maybe the energy behind it or the toxicity of it and the mental chatter and all the stories about it. Is that right? Yes, the conditioning that which a lot of it hasn't been the way we cope. So yeah. 
very often we cope by numbing ourselves. A lot of those reactions dull the energy until you can't feel anymore. You do that enough times, sure, you're going to have trouble feeling. The challenge is, yeah, maybe you numb the pain a little bit because you believe that it's, it's too much to feel and think about. But guess what else you numb? You numb joy, you numb connection, you numb love, you numb all of that. So yeah, the reactions are, it's just a, it's, it's a way to wrap your brain around. Of course, it's not for everybody. It's the way that I developed emotional detox, which people tell me it helps them a lot. There's other approaches, of course, to emotional processing, but emotional detox is a mindset. Then of course, the question becomes, well, how do I process my emotions? <laughs> so yeah, now you're- that was my next question. <laughs> and, that's, and that's where I developed Cleanse, which is a seven-step process. It's mindful where you go start at the C and you end up at the E. And it takes about 10 minutes. And I guide you through the steps of processing wow. an emotion without re- revisiting the stories. Yeah. Okay. Can, can you share that with us? Are you open to sharing that? Yeah. Steps, yeah. So those yeah. steps cleanse, it ended up sort of being the foundation of my practice. It's what I do. So I've written about cleanse. There's three emotional detox books. And then now in the latest energy in action, which is all about manifesting. So I use the same system now to manifest because it's about processing your emotions. You need it for everything, right? So this first step is called clear reactivity. And those, again, mindful tools, basically letting your body know it's safe. That's the purpose Mm -hmm. of step one. We have to feel safe in our bodies, just like food, right? If you're upset, your food isn't, you know, you're not going to digest food well. You're not going to take in the nutrients well. Same thing. Then L is called look inward. And that's where I teach people how to identify the emotion without revisiting the stories. Lots of breathing in that one, okay? And then E is emit. That is where I wrote a book on mantras. So I knew mantra was going to be in there. I knew it because I did all the research and I said to myself, I know it's going to be in the cleanse. And so... I have mantra in there. Now, mantras are wonderful for increasing vibration in the body. They help us to, because you're depleted when you're stressed. You're depleted when you're in trauma. If you're eating a lot, you're probably depleted. You're probably not, don't have enough nutrition, quite frankly. And so then A is activate. And that's about, okay, now where are you heading, right? So you're, you're starting to turn that corner and activate is it contains a lot of mindful things like visualizations and every cleanse i make a little different so it doesn't get boring n is nourish s is surrender and e is ease so there's seven mindful steps there wow wow thank you okay i have to write those down so clear reactivity look inward emit which is mantras activate nourish surrender and ease oh you're good Amazing. I had to write them down. I wrote them down. I was cheating. I was cheating, but I love that. That is still good memory. Okay. Yeah. So fantastic. Um, Thank you for sharing that, that with us. Um, I think that's where a lot of 
my clients and my listeners get stuck is like in that processing technique, right? And in that, I think you're really touching on something important. I'm personally becoming a lot more uh, trauma informed. I'm doing a lot more embodiment training myself and my husband and I are both getting uh, really into a lot of somatic therapy training and learning in there about the nervous system and learning also about like you obviously had, you know, a big event happen in your life that you weren't ready to go fully back into. And that's actually really um, what we're learning now when it comes to trauma, especially big T trauma or big things, right? We can't just j dive right in the deep end and go there again. That is re-traumatizing. And I think you're you're touching on an important thing that I, I teach all my clients as well is that we don't actually need to like relive a story. This is exactly what you're saying. I'm just saying it differently. Um, relive a story or go back into a trauma because all that needs to happen is that emotion needs to be released from the body and from the nervous system. So we can go in and just feel that emotion or process it using this amazing cleanse uh, protocol and release that from the body without needing to necessarily go back. Now, sometimes there might be a need for that, right? And obviously working with a trained professional to guide you there. And I'm I'm so grateful that it sounded like you were aware enough to know who was your person, right? And what was your modality? Because there's also a million different modalities to help release trauma and, and to process emotions. So um, I really yeah, love that love that you you honored that and listened to your body, right? And what you needed. Yeah. Okay, let, let's talk about the, the new book. I really, I'm so excited to, to hear more about the new book. It's called Energy in Action. So the first question is, what does that mean? <laughs> That's a good question because it is how I define manifesting. And that was another thing that I had a hard time with after writing so much about emotions and more, more importantly, processing emotions. I thought to myself, I'm having a really hard time aligning with many of the teachings around manifesting, because many of them teach you to change your thoughts, change your thoughts, change your world. And I thought to myself, that's really interesting that they're encouraging you to change your thoughts, because here's what I have found, that when you process your emotions, your, your thoughts change automatically. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So why, why would I go to, that feels like a lot more work to me. It just didn't make any sense. I'm like, why, why am I going to sit here and say, okay, think this instead, do this instead, focus on this instead. That feels like effort. And, and so I just thought, hmm, interesting. So I started to explore the spiritual laws of the universe. So the energy in action is, again, energy in action is how I define manifesting. Manifesting is energy in action. Yeah. So it's your emotions and your intuition and flow. Wow. Your emotions are energy. Once that energy starts to move and increase in vibration using the same cleanse, mind you, I didn't change the system on everyone so that once they get it, they can just expand it. And, and then what ends up happening is you start to really learn how to follow and trust your intuitive guidance. But in also what happens in energy and action is I teach people how to download energy in the body because a lot of people are still giving way too much and they're not, there's not enough in the tank yeah. because they just don't know how. So the laws teach us that when I dove into the laws and looked at them from the lens of, of emotions, what I did was I showed people, okay, here's how you can go out of alignment with the laws. Here's a cleanse to bring you back in alignment. Mm -hmm. So if I speak to say the law, the law of vibration, the law of vibration tells us that we're never stuck, that mm 
The energy is always in motion and never rests. Therefore, this whole mentality that I'm stuck, even stuck in my weight, stuck in my life, stuck in my job. Once I start to bring that energy into action, process the emotions, elevate my intuition, I'm going to start to take in the energy. And I explain how to do that in the book. And all of a sudden I realize, oh my gosh, like that was all made up in my head. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And, And I don't just think, I feel it. And that's the more important part is you feel. And now, now that you are in this space of oh my gosh, I have freedom, I have flexibility, I have options, I have choices, and I can feel it in my body, that's a really good time to think about what you want to manifest, as opposed to the reverse when we're in a space of reactivity and we're like, okay, I just need to manifest something new. I got to manifest a new job. That's like coming from, that's again, coming from blocked emotions is coming from reactions. So are you manifesting to manage your fear? Are you manifesting to manage your anxiety? Are you manifesting to control? Right. You have to ask yourself that. Perpetuating one of those coping mechanisms, right? Exactly. And what emotions are 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 you not allowing to happen and putting it under the umbrella of, I'm just gonna, just manifest for me. What the heck does that mean? So it really is about, okay, I need, there's something in me. And it's quite amazing. And I'm using it to really, I told you, you were like, how's the book going? I'm like, I think it's going great considering I'm putting very little investment into it. (laughs) My investment is my emotions. You know, I, I, I just look at it and I'm like, wow, you're doing pretty good out there in the world. And all I'm doing is what I teach. Yeah. Yeah, the, thank you for sharing that. That is really fascinating. <laughs> and I'm having sort of this visual because this, I mean, absolutely ties in with everything that I've learned and understand as well is almost this like, we have to switch as a society from this like mind down approach and tune into the body up approach, right? Like we know our our mind and our body are connected, but we as a society spend so much time up here in our mind, right? Trying to change our thoughts, trying to willpower our way through whatever goal it is we're trying to manifest. And what you're saying is, no, we got to start with the emotional piece, right? Detox some of that, cleanse out some of these emotions. I kind of imagine, I'm a very visual person. I imagine like the cobwebs being cleared, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that you can drop into your intuition more, right? I know so many of my listeners feel so disconnected from their inner voice, from their true selves, um, you know, really having no idea how to even connect with their body. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, but the more we clear out those cobwebs, those emotions, right? The more you can actually hear your inner voice and hear your intuition. Is that right? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm saying the more you put that energy into action. So the emotions, we want them to move. We clear out the reactions. Okay. As the emotions, as we process the emotions, which is just energy, by the way, and the processing, when they get processed, they go up in vibration. So how do you know? That's the bigger question. How do you know when an emotion is in a processing state? You feel lighter, you feel calmer, you feel more grounded, you feel less attached, and you feel more hopeful. I mean, these are some of the responses that I get from people And that is just as important, if not the most important, I think sometimes we miss, is that, okay, well, how do you feel now? What's it like now? And 
And again, very often it will be, I feel calm. I feel relaxed. I feel peaceful. And then of course, the next question is, well, how do I keep this? Yeah. How do, how do I keep this going in my life? And that, that they, people like the feeling they're like, well, what happens when I get off the phone with you? Right. <laughs> what, what, I'm sure that happens to you too, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. What happens? Can I keep you on my shoulder like all day long? Right. And it just takes practice. And that's what I love about cleanse is that it's, can it's the same structure because we do need, you probably found this in your coaching. People need structure. Yeah. It, it can't be too loosey-goosey. It can't be uh, grab this here. And I've been teaching yoga for a well over 20 years. And when I was in my trauma crisis, I went to yoga. And I just about gave the yoga teacher the middle finger. I thought, this isn't going to work. I just literally, it was too airy-fairy for me. It was when you have, and collectively, we all just went through a trauma with COVID, Yeah. right? I mean, everybody's, I know that so, so a lot of good things came out from that, from COVID as well, but still, we didn't know what to expect for a really long time, right? Yeah. So that's a collective trauma. And, and so this cleanse is consistent. And the more consistent you are with your structure, whether it's my structure or something that you're teaching, just be consistent, right? Yeah. Because otherwise you're all over the place and your body doesn't know what to trust. So whatever it is that you choose, just stick with it for a while and yeah. give yourself a chance to get acclimated so that your body gets a chance to actually, okay, I get what's happening here. And last time I did this, I felt relaxed and I felt open and I felt like I was healing. Oh, I guess I'll let her do it again or him do it again, whatever. So that consistency is very important. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I feel like we do live in a world now where it's just instant gratification left, right, and center, right? So when we talk about, and for those who've been listening to this show for a while, you know that we're not about quick fixes here. When we're doing this inner work and this inner healing, um, this does take that consistency, exactly like you're saying. And I know so many of you listening to this will try what we're Sherrianna's sharing or what I've talked about on the show. You'll try it a handful of times. Maybe you try it for a week and you don't feel any different or nothing changes. So you just give up. You're like, well, it doesn't work for me. Right. And I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because this, we have to remember that these patterns and these stories have been going on for decades in our mind, right. And our, and our weight gain and whatever it is you're struggling with didn't just happen overnight. So this consistency that you mentioned is so powerful. And it's, it's kind of that, like that piece that a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around. Like they just want to feel better now, right? They want to have this all sorted out, be eating healthy, be no longer craving sugar, right? We just want to get her done. And the like tough love is that it, it can't happen like that. This is a process, right? And, and that consistency is big. So how do you keep up that consistency when you're feeling maybe disheartened? Like, oh, I don't feel anything changing. I still feel anxious or stressed or I'm still grieving or like whatever. Maybe there's a lower vibration, heavy emotion that's hard to kind of climb out of. Like, how do you stay in that consistency on the days where, and even maybe for you personally now, because you're human, you still have bad days, I'm sure, um, where like that might feel really hard to do. Well, for me, it's the cleanse is it, and I it's my go-to. And sometimes I might 
I always do it every day. I, I don't think I've ever missed a day of cleansing. So I have a set routine where the first thing I do in the morning, well, I get up, get my cup of coffee, of course, sit down, and then I go through a cleanse. The thing where I have to, Danny, work on is if something threw me that day. Perhaps there was some level of reactivity or one of my kids was upset or I started kind of going off. I got off track from something. That's where I need to harness and where I say, oh, yeah, I can cleanse, (laughs) right? Like, And so I'll have to go back. And sometimes it happens like the next day. I'll say, oh, yeah, I never did cleanse. I let that linger a little bit too long or I, I let my mind get a little bit too involved for a little bit too, I lost, I lost some gas in the tank over it. And so learning to pause like you would pull over the car, take a breath and ground yourself or go outside, little things like that you learn can keep you going. And for me, again, remembering that, well, this might be something, I always say what's coming up to be cleansed. So Mm -hmm. this might just be something coming up for me because the spiritual laws teach us that. So a lot of what's happening outside of us is happening inside of us. And I I had a client not too long ago who had a partner who the person was concerned about the partner's eating. And what they're consuming and their health and their patterns. And then as we became cleansed, we as we went through the process, we discovered that this was really a big, big control system in her family. So mm-hmm. we're so focused on the partner and what are they eating and doing. And just because we're not eating and doing it that way doesn't mean we're not carrying the pattern. Mm-hmm. Same pattern, but but this person was doing it differently. So it's the same control kind of pattern. There's a management pattern there. And it involved numbing. That's what I mean by numbing, back to where we were before. This person's numbing with food. The person who's saying they're worried about the person eating was also numbing. But they're numbing by just checking out. Mm-hmm. Right. And they, they're pretty good at it, too. So you kind of learn to... Through processing emotions, you learn, oh my gosh, I'm part of this. It's not separate. And the loss teaches that as well. Yeah. 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 That's really fascinating. Thank you for sharing that example. That's so, so fascinating when we can start to really, I I always encourage my clients to see everyone in our lives as mirrors, right? They're here Mm -hmm. to show us a pattern. So whenever we're complaining or judging or like looking at other people, right, that come into our lives, they're there for a reason to show us something or to teach us. So it's all about that sort of introspection of like, whoa, that person really upset me or even your kids, right? Wow, that really triggered me earlier. Like why, right? What's going on? And like you said, what is coming up that needs to be cleansed, right? What are the emotions that are being triggered here? And and I want to come back to a while ago when you mentioned that like all emotions are, are important. I forget the exact words you used, right? But they're all yeah. good. Right. You said good. Um, I try not to use the term good or bad, uh, but they're all important. Right. They're all uh, here to serve us in some way. And I remember years ago, I can't remember who came up with this analogy. Maybe you'll know. Uh, Maybe it was you. Maybe it was you. But this understanding that like on a daily basis, our emotions are actually our compass or guide. And this was I really loved this because it brought in the spiritual aspect of like if every day, you know, I'm feeling 
obviously outside of, you know, unique situations, but if every day I'm feeling really stressed or really anxious or really uh, tense, right, that's a sign that you're going in the wrong direction, that there's something out of alignment in your life, right? You're not going to be manifesting anything or listening to your intuition at that point. That was me in my old job. I used to work for a bank uh, here in Canada and it was absolutely misery and I was miserable every day and at my low with emotional eating and all the things. And um, now I notice that if I'm in a pattern where I'm like feeling really low and there's not something like there's a reason for it, like somebody died and I'm actually grieving. So I'm feeling really low. That makes sense. But if it's just for no reason, that's, you know, I really have to step back and think what's out of alignment here. Like, where am I going in the wrong direction? Right. If we're understanding that we're always being divinely guided, you know, this, our emotional, you know, um, home we want that to be that joy that peace that presence that freedom that lightness right that everybody who's listening to this i know you're on the search for this Mm -hmm. um and we're not always going to be there but you know sort of that that compass um have you heard that before have you ever like applied that or i i i have definitely and you know i'm still processing a lot of that myself danny and the my perspective is always being refreshed by whatever i'm working on and I think that what I've learned is when I get that anxiety feeling that you're talking about, right? That like, oh boy, is this the right way, the wrong way? Am I going to make a poor choice? Is this not good? Like, and you really don't know your compass. And I do agree. Emotions are very much your compass, but ask, it's just such a great time to give yourself permission to process what's coming up, to release the reactions around that, because it it, we're always being guided to feel. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm learning in my experiences. Our body's always bringing us back to that. Every moment, it's like, okay, there's something to feel here. There's mm-hmm. something I'm not allowing myself to feel. Because quite frankly, there were a lot of times in my life, Danny, where I had anxiety and I could look back and say, well, is that because I made the wrong choice or I should have listened to that? Um, or was that just the inner guidance system saying, you're not feeling, honey. And because you're not feeling, you're you don't you're not getting the inner strength that you need mm-hmm. to be able to move forward in the way that would be serve you and the people around you in the best possible way. So I find when we don't feel we, that's when we don't really nourish our self-esteem, our self-worth, our self-confidence. And as a result, we may find ourselves like not trusting what's coming our way. Yeah. And not trusting ourselves and our bodies. I deal with a lot of this with my clients, right? There's like such lack of trust in our body, right? Years of abuse, mental, physical, you know, eating, you know, all of us have been there, right? Um, especially as women, I think. And like that, that emotional piece is so huge when we need to, like, as we feel more, like you said, we can trust more, right? We can trust ourselves more. I've, I've noticed that in my own body, the more I'm not lying to myself, right? Almost not having the shield up, right? Really honoring like today, there's some sadness here, or I'm feeling joy or, you know, all of it, right? Honoring all of it. I can start to really repair that relationship with myself. Um, So I appreciate you sharing that. That's really beautiful. I want to come back to the theme of this podcast. Let's talk for a second about sugar. <laughs> we haven't really done that. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious because I know you have some thoughts around this, or I hope you have some thoughts around this. Like this, 
energy and action. So I, I love that term for manifesting. Um, I'm a manifesting newbie, but I do understand a little bit about manifesting and how it really is just this high vibration energy or uh, aligned energy in action, right? A lot of people sit around thinking manifesting is just sitting in meditation and dreaming of their dream house. And we need the action piece that a lot of people forget, which is why I've, I'm putting this all together. I absolutely love the name of the book. So how can energy and action actually help people when it comes to sugar, you know, reducing sugar cravings or, um, you know, understanding that whole compulsion, numbing out addictive behaviors that I know many of my listeners are really struggling with. Hmm. Well, do you have someone in mind that you would think of that we could kind of play with a little bit? I could just, I'm sure you have dozens of people that you could pull from. Dan, um, Danny, yeah. do you have, okay. Do you have one specifically in mind? That, um, what, what is the narrative there that trouble reducing cravings? What's yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I've got one in mind. Uh, I won't, I won't name her, yes. uh, but yeah, this is a, someone who was in uh, my last program and was really just, uh, struggling every single day at work to avoid like the convenient snacks and foods. So work was really stressful and she feels like she didn't have or doesn't have time um, in her days off to cook and meal prep. And she's really struggling with like, how do I eat healthy and, and avoid uh, these snacks? So at work every day was a real challenge for her to, to be healthy. And she would just live on um, convenience foods and snacks because there was a convenience store right around the corner. So it was kind of this constant thought of like, I need something to eat. I'm hungry. I need sugar. I need sugar. Okay. So, and I, I work intuitively a lot, so I just pick up on the energy. But in terms of, of manifesting, because that's what you asked me. So the way energy and action works, again, it's the same cleanse. With this particular person, what I would, again, you start at the C and you end at the E. There's a spiritual law called the, the law of correspondence. And the law of correspondence reminds us that what's happening on the outside is happening on the inside, right? So yeah. although it's like the snacks and time and blah, 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 um, what I kind of sense and feel with this person, and by the way, this could be a billion people that you work with. So we don't want this person to think of, don't assume it's you. Is that, no, you know, this is a theme. This, this is not is, the only client yeah, that I've exactly, exactly. So I think a good one to work with is the cleanses under the law of correspondence there. Mm -hmm. And what in particular is that very often when we say these things, we might have a belief that we're unsupported. Mm -hmm. underlining all of that. So when I hear, well, there's snacks and then, you know, it feels, even though you're a wonderful support system and I would encourage you and, and these clients that have a similar is maybe even start there where you take a moment to actually process some of the good stuff too. So we don't just process emotions that are driving or, or processing again is releasing reactions so that you can process the emotions and you have a whole beautiful range of emotions and the reality is you you're there for this person right your support yeah very much so you've put together all these programs and I think if anyone's working with you and listening to this 
you want to process that, you know, and when Danny shows up to support me or when, you know, when we have our sessions or, or whatever it is, it, it makes me feel. Yeah. And, I, I want to pause you for a second. Cause this yeah. is really fascinating. This client that I'm thinking of, cause yeah. I didn't mention this to you and you're already <laughs> picking up on this. So I want to bring this out. She is very much someone who feels alone and uh, feels very unsupported. She's, she's internationally and doesn't have an in-person network of support and especially in her struggles with sugar has felt very alone and uh, like she's the only one with that problem Um, and obviously this is slowly shifting as we're working together and with a group and she's connected with the other clients you can see she's not alone anymore but that is I think you're hitting the nail on the head, right? That's really oh, good. Well, that's what I was feeling right away is she needs to really take in the support that she's getting now and fully receive that because there, there might be a theme there. But the other thing is what with the, the so every cleanse in energy and action is corresponds with what's a ray of light. So I took the spiritual laws of the universe, there's 13, and 13 rays of light. Now, rays of light are vibrations that come from source or the God of your understanding, right? So they're pure unconditional love is, is the point. And when I was feeling this person, I was feeling the, that's actually the blue ray of light that I put with the law of correspondence which is all about faith, protection, and trust. Mm. So I feel like this person could use a big dose of that, a big dose of the blue ray of light, download that. And again, you have to learn how to really take energy into your body Mm. because it's not always about what we're clearing. It's about what we need. And she, to me, it's that, that support thing is very painful or was very painful I know you've changed a lot of that, but that would be where I would guide her in energy and action is to do the cleanses that correspond with the law of correspondence. And I would have her really take in that particular ray of light to really nourish herself and her soul again. Because sometimes these things come in from generations and these come yeah. things come in from if you believe in lifetimes. So it's it's a beautiful system and I'm getting a lot of positive feedback from it in terms of people feeling well like wow this really I can feel this light and it, it's making me feel it's quite effortless the way it happens that's so beautiful thank you for sharing about those rays of light that's really really beautiful and yeah all of what you're saying really makes a lot of sense when I'm thinking of this client for sure and 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 you teach that in your book, right? Just to be clear, before we oh, I've written how things. to download that. How yeah. to download. I guide you through every single step. You don't have to figure it out with your brain. I try to keep your brain as quiet as possible. And there's 52 of them, and they're with every single law. And we all need this. I frequently have had to have that download myself. So I'm not saying like once you get the download, you're full and you move on. It's whatever's coming up. And then, again, the... The universe knows what you need. Again, again, it's that inner strength. But this person, I feel like that support, that faith, mm-hmm. that trust, and also protection. I'm sure mm-hmm. you come across that a lot in your work that we eat when we don't feel safe yeah. or we don't feel loved or we yeah. don't feel, right? So that's why I think it's just a great addition to this kind of work. Yeah, 
For sure. Well, thank you for, for kind of walking us through that. It's really cool to see you in, in process, in action. Cool to see you in action with us. And I really, really appreciate that. Uh, this has been incredible. I want to be mindful of your time and our listeners' time, and I could just chat with you forever. I really, really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing all of your wisdom. Do you have any final thoughts, anything that's still burning that needs to be said here today before we wrap things up? Nothing burning, Danny. I think we covered a lot of ground. I think people are probably digesting it at this point, and that's just as important just to kind of take it in and maybe listen to it again if you need to. Yeah, process. There's a lot to process here, a lot that Sherrianna shared and we went through. Um, Thank you so much again. Now, where can everybody come and find you and buy your your most recent book or one of the other 10 that you've written and, and come and connect with you online? Sure. It's SherriannaBoyle.com. And I also have the Energy in Action course, which is not really a course. I don't really like calling it a course, but I couldn't come up with another term. So I called it a course, but that's really just me guiding you through some downloads. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I'll make sure all of your links are below. I know you've got a couple of places where people can connect with you, come and buy the book, come reach out. And if you resonated with anything that Sherrianna shared today, please go reach out to her, connect, definitely get the book and come check out your podcast, right? Which I'm going to come on very soon. Right. I can't wait. Excited. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Excited. We're going to turn the tables. I I can't wait. Yeah. Thank you again, Sherrianna, for being here today. This was an awesome conversation and everybody listening, I can't thank you enough for tuning into another episode and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning into another episode. If you're loving what we talked about today, please remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with someone you love. And if you're ready to dive deeper into discovering your root causes and patterns that are keeping you hooked on sugar, be sure to check out our brand new free workshop series that will help you kick emotional eating for good. Find the link to download this free series and other amazing resources in the show notes below.